The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. On this episode of Life Today, James and Betty remember hilarious moments with legendary actor Tim Conway. I was uh, stationed in Seattle. I defended Seattle for two years. (laughs) As you know, we were not attacked. I think that you have contributed to our health with clean humor. See for yourself why laughter is often the best medicine. Next. Hey, listen, call everybody you know, right quick, whatever you do, if you want to feel better, no matter what you're facing, go to life today, right now. Whatever you do, don't go to bed without watching it tonight. You're going to see Tim Conway like you never dreamed you'd see him. Now, by the way, he was coming back. He got sick and he's with the Lord. And you need to hear him tell you not how to just find Betty that laughter is good medicine. Mm -hmm. And I listened to you laughing <laughs> at what we did years ago, and you were laughing so hard. I was trying to watch something I need to listen, and I'm hearing you through the door of the bedroom, and I can't even hear what's on TV. You are laughing, and I opened the door, and you said, I have never had so much fun and felt so good. I said, Betty, the Bible says that laughter in a joyful heart is good medicine, and boy, do we need some good medicine joyful hearts, right? So you get ready. I think you're going to be so glad that you watch, and don't you miss where Tim Conway is going to take us, and then you are going to get God's loving arms around people who never knew anyone cared or knew they existed. The ones Jesus said, the least of these. Watch Tim Conway. Welcome to Life Today. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a wonderful guest. I'm Betty Robinson. This is James. We've got Tim Conway. Uh, I've already laughed. My face hurts. I know. I, uh, really, I, uh, you you may not know this. In television, we have to wear makeup. Now, I mean, it's, uh. In life, I have to wear makeup. (laughs) I wear a little base around the house. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's cracked. Tim, you haven't been introduced yet. Just say quiet. We, we really we really haven't decided if we're going to introduce you. Oh. <laughs> Would you welcome Tim Conway to life today? been funny? I mean, you always just growing up, did you? What makes you think I'm funny? (laughs) You mean looking or what? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, when I was in school, I was, I was short. I was, you know, I was only about five, two, four, something like that. And uh, that's quite a difference though, isn't it? (laughs) Five, four, you're kind of tall. Yeah. (laughs) I weighed about 95 pounds. I was actually going to be a jockey. Uh, when I was small. I was uh, galloping horses at a track in Cleveland, but uh, at this weight, horses ask you to get off. (laughs) So, uh, and if I hadn't fallen off as much as I did, I'd have been a great jockey. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was exercising a horse one day, the first time I'd ever been in a starting gate, and these guys go from zero to 40, like right now, yeah. you know? Gates open, and I look down the track, and here goes my horse, and I go, I should be on that horse. <laughs> <laughs> and people who are betting on you really get upset. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Catch up with that thing, will you? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I had, I had funny parents, too. I, they, think, uh, I think you were trying to get him to tell you when he found out he was funny. My <laughs> parents, by watching my parents, I swear to God, they didn't know they were funny, but they're the funniest people I ever saw. Uh, my dad was Irish, and, uh, uh, well, you know the Irish... Drink a bit. It's, we know that. Um, matter of fact, I was 12 years old before I found out that all brown paper bags didn't have a bottle of Seagram's in it. I just assumed that it did. You know? But my dad, he was Irish. You could not tell him he was wrong. I mean, he, he just, that whatever he did, he bought a doorbell one time and hooked it up. Button on the outside, the thing, wire, boom, got a bell on the inside. He hooked it up backwards so that it rang all the time, except when you press the doorbell. And on this program, I swear to God, this is true. I mean, I'm not kidding. So we'd sit at home at night listening to this. And when it would stop, my dad would go, I'll get it. You know, I said, yeah, anyway, I'll get with you. Yeah. yeah. My Grant's uh, uh, son, Tim, made a, a cuckoo clock for him. You know, you get those kits a dollar and a half, you make a little clock, he's got the bird in there, two cones and the thing, the chain and everything. So he, he, they make one for my uh, grandparents, or his grandparents. They're uh, somebody, my mother and father. <laughs> and the cuckoo was bothering my mother at night, you know, all night. So she goes to my dad and says, hey, listen, fix that so that it doesn't cuckoo, right? <laughs> so instead of tying the, the cords together and everything, he scotch-taped the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> so now, all night, you hear, Kanorka! Kanorka! Now, this also, I swear to God, this is true, because ABC came out one day to do some uh, shooting in Cleveland, and I happened to be in Chagrin Falls, where I live. And they came out, and they said, hey, we'll take you to the town and everything. So I'm telling some of these stories to these people. And, and my mother says, oh, you lie so much. You lied just to be funny. I said, really? Come here. I took the guy with the camera, went over to the cuckoo clock, right, untaped the door, right, and in there is this bird like this. So that's when I became funny. <laughs> yeah, it... Uh, Did you have any other challenges when you were... When you were I mean, other than living challenges. with Challenges, oh, yeah. Well, I went to... I was in the Army for uh, hours. In the Army for uh, two years. A little more than two years. Uh, when you're court-martialed, you get a little more time. <laughs> so I had uh, two years and about, I think, three or four weeks or something like that. The army had no sense of humor. <laughs> I was uh, stationed in Seattle. I defended Seattle for two years. And, uh, 
As you know, we were not attacked. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh. So I'm on guard duty one night, and uh, there's sticklers about you having your gun with you when you're on guard duty, you know? And they're heavy, man. Uh, so you go on for two hours, you're off for two hours. You're on for two hours, you sleep, you know, it's all night, this on and off. And you're, I'm guarding a service club, which has ping pong balls and <laughs> cards and bingo in it, you know? It's peacetime, <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah, first of all, who's going to steal bingo uh, during a war anyway, you know? Give me the I-31, come on. <laughs> so I'm walking around this thing all night with this gun, and I go, uh. So I get in the back of a Chevy and take a little nap. <laughs> so I'm like this, and I wake up, and I go, oh, and I, oh my gosh, the guy's coming. Lieutenant, you know, he's going to come around the building now. What you do is you take your rifle, and you go, halt, advance, and be recognized, and they give you a name, rank, serial number, and all that, right? So I'm going around the corner, and I go, okay, my gun, oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, my gun is in the Chevy. <laughs> so I go, oh, boy. So I go into the trash barrel there, and they have a long neon tube, you know, in there. You know, like you have in the light thing, too, right? So I have this thing. And a guy, a lieutenant, comes around the corner. I go, halt, advance and be recognized. He does, and he goes, and he goes what's that? <laughs> I said, it's a light bulb. You coming any closer, I'll turn it on. So I paint rocks white and I put them from here over there. <laughs> I started out, I swear, I started out in life. I was meant to be something, I don't know well, what I am. I, I'm nothing. But anyway, when I was born, I was very sick. So I didn't get baptized right away. I was about five months old before I got baptized. And my mother was a Romanian. Listen to the silence here. Carson used to say, why don't you ever tell somebody where you're from? I said, Romania. <laughs> That's why I don't tell anybody. Nobody cares. <laughs> so, when I'm being baptized, right, they put me up on a cushion, up on this little altar thing, and everybody goes around with the Greek Orthodox. You kind of hang on to a, uh, like a big uh, cloth, and uh, everybody's praying. And, and as they're going around, and they're doing the prayer and everything, and they stop. Now, in the meantime, because I was five months old, I'd moved around a little bit, and I had fallen off <laughs> this thing. So the priest turns around and he goes, and maybe. <laughs> now my dad goes, he's risen. <laughs> and the priest says, no, he's fallen. So with that kind of start, I would assume you're going to be probably in comedy in your life, I would imagine, yeah. Did you have some challenges? I know you've written a lot of the movies that you and Don Knotts did, but do you have any reading issues? I, I have uh, dyslexia. I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm dyslexia. I couldn't, uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, that's why on, on the Burnett show, I memorized, every, I memorized everything in life, really. I can't, uh, can't read uh, squat, you know? Well, I could read squat. <laughs> Because I know the letters. Squat. But squit, I couldn't. That'd be backwards to me. All right, let yeah. me get you. Are you able to be serious? I don't think so. Yes. Oh, yes, sure. Yeah. Faith. Faith. 
I have uh, state capitals for 200. <laughs> no. Faith. Tell me yes. what has impacted your life, your faith, spiritual aspects. <laughs> I have always believed that there was a God. There's no, but when I was small, and I didn't have religious upbringing. My dad was, uh, he was Catholic, but he never, you know, they didn't go to church. And neither my, I went to Sunday school and things like that. My dad, uh, well, he did go to church once. We went to church. The, the choir started to sing to my dad when they got through, went. Get <laughs> 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 down, dad. Um, but I always believed that, that there was somebody that you could communicate with besides your friends, your parents, whatever. And I always, I selected God. And I truly believed that he was there and was with me my now, entire life. Now, when you were, it, Louise told me, Louise Duarte, who she was part a of this single thing, <laughs> said that you saw, saw some kind of a oh, yeah. cross a that had, what, tell me about it. I was at a carnival. I was about 11 years old in Chagrin. <clears throat> and the carnival came every year and uh, had those impossible games, you know, throw the ball, you can't get it in there. I used to work there. <laughs> I know you can't get it in there. <laughs> so um, there was this fish pond, like, and uh, you, you'd throw in this uh, rod and had a magnet on it, and it would go down and would catch another magnet and all these fish, and you could pull it up, and that's the prize you'd win. So I had spent one dime on a ride and already thrown up, so I decided, you know, <laughs> enough of that. So I went, and I saw this little... Uh, piece of ribbon, green ribbon, and it had a little white cross hanging from it that glowed in the dark. And I wanted that so badly. So, boom, I spend four dimes with this stupid thing trying to get it, and nothing. He's giving me little monkeys and uh, <laughs> things like that, and I'm going... <laughs> so I go, well, <clears throat> I'm going home, and as I'm walking home, I look down on the ground, and here is a dime. So I pick this dime up, and, uh, and I go to this tree, I swear to God. I do that a lot because I'm telling the truth. Okay. <laughs> so I go to this tree and I go, and it's not like I'm testing God. It's not a, like a test. It's just like, could I have some help? So I go, could you please, if I do that again, could I win that cross? And I go back, I give the guy a dime. He gives me a pole. I go, mm, mm, I pull it up. He goes up and reaches for this cross, gives it to me. Now, you could have knocked me over with a balloon. I'm telling you, I was, I was just like, oh, my gosh. You know, not only did you hear, but you actually gave it to me. And it's, as I say, it's not testing. It's just like maybe validating, you know, that somebody is around on those times. And he was there. And I just, I, I st well, to this day, I still am amazed by that whole situation that I asked, I got so I know that uh, somebody... And the, cr and the cross has meaning in our life because oh, yes. of the gift of God. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Tim, what do you hope for America right now? And, and, and you know, it's, it is hard for you to even say a sentence and not be funny <clears throat> uh, uh, because it's, it's, I believe it's a gift from God. I believe what you have is rare. Would you agree you believe God has blessed this moment? Thank you. Tim... Uh, uh, well, you communicated with me and Betty, told us that something wonderful happened here. And appreciate the note. I know you're listening. He was coming back, but he got sick. He didn't get to come back. He wanted to. He's with the Lord. That was a fabulous answer to prayer. And 
and I want you to know this, please. God wants to answer your prayers. Do you, do you remember something that I've said over and over? If you watch us regularly, you hear this often. Because people have told me that a lot of times one scripture or just one truth or one kind word or one moment of inspiration or wisdom changes. And the thing I've said over and over, if you want your prayers answered, and you do, seek to be an answer to someone else's prayer. Somehow that captured your heart because it not only changes the person that hears it, but it totally changes the people who see the benefit of you hearing it. And our viewers, Betty, are telling me perhaps few things they've ever heard have impacted them that deeply because they realize we can be, and I say this, you can be somebody's miracle. Mm -hmm. Have these people been somebody's miracle? Absolutely, absolutely. You truly are. You stand strong with Life Today, Life Outreach, and you say, let's all go together and let's help make that difference. Through the water wells, what a joy it is to join with you and to go forward into those places that have known death so many, many times. The water, James, is so diseased that, that you can see the disease. The water odor is so bad you can smell death. So thank you for always joining with us. I hope that um, I hope you heard that as directly as God wants you to. Thank you for joining us, sharing life today, every day, all over the world, and so often with what Jesus called the least of these, the unnoticed. You know what he made very clear? If you want to know who the sheep are that are going to heaven, they're the ones that notice the least. They feed them when they're hungry. They give them water when they're thirsty. They set them free when they're in prison. And you're doing it to me. To me. You're not only ministering to them, you're ministering to me, Jesus, who gave my life that you might have life and share life. Every one of our viewers help us with everything we lay before them to pray about. You're the most amazing people. Right now, we need... An, an overflow of love. So I'm asking God to let us drill more than the 300 water wells we're targeting. I'm praying it will. It's $4,800 to drill a well. There are many of you watching who could drill a well. Many who would give 2,400 and pray another joins you. We got a well. 1,200 and say, God, let three more join me. And they do. And we got another well. Most of the support comes from people who give $48 because that's what they can do. I'm asking you to do what God leads you to do because he will only lead you to do what he enables you to do. $48 gives 10 people water the rest of their life. 144 gives 30. There's a level at which you can help. Would you go get your bank card or write a check and make it to life? Call the number and tell us what you're sending or go online or call the number and take your bank card and say, I'm giving $48, $4,800. 24, whatever it is. And just know, just like a joyful heart and, and, and laughter can be great medicine like we've shown you this week, love never fails. In love, let's give people water for life. Go get your card. Go online or call the number. 
and just do what God tells you to do. You can probably see the road stretching out behind me. That's maybe, I, I don't know, I would guess about a mile. But do you know that many of the mothers, that's how far they have to walk each morning. I've asked several mothers, so, so when do you get up? And they say, well, we have to get up at four o'clock because we have to make the hour long, the 30 minute, the 40 minute, whatever walk to a hand dug well where the water is filthy, it's contaminated, but they have to get there early or there's no water left. Knowing that the very water they're taking back to those they love might potentially be what kills them. Honestly, I wasn't quite sure what a hand dug well looked like, but you know, we walked up to it and it's just literally, it's just a hole in the ground. Most of them are surrounded by a tire. That's the kind of perimeter of it or a couple of sticks on either side. And it takes two people a week to dig deep enough to get some water. And one of the moms told me that so many of the children end up getting the diarrhea that comes from drinking this kind of water. I'm asking you to help us. The need here is urgent. So here's what I'm thinking. Can you think of one thing that you can live without to give them the one thing they can't live without? What they need is clean water. They're not asking for a car, for a television. They just want to provide their children with clean, healthy water so that they don't get sick. It will give mothers hope, and it will give children a future. Sheila, um, you're amazing. I don't know how many of you know, but Sheila said that, you know, she wanted to do evangelism and she wanted to teach the Bible. But the third part of her dream was she wanted to help the poor, the least of these. And she's getting to do that at a very important time of her life. And Betty, our viewers are changing millions of lives by giving clean water. Isn't it amazing to watch? It really is. And I have to comment on Sheila's spot there in that, that you just watched. I feel like Sheila was pleading on behalf of those mothers. Because you see, as a mother, I always feel the hearts of those mothers as they're pouring that dirty, filthy, contaminated water into that bucket. And then they're going to offer it to their children? You say, why would they do that? Because that's all they have. They have to have water to even survive maybe another day. So let's, let's remember that when we're showing you the children. We love to show you the children. We love to show you when they've been helped and they've been restored again. But think of that heart of the mother as you give and say, what would I want for my child as you offer the best offering that God asks you to give? Thank you, Betty. Do you know that the attributes of the Holy Spirit are so much mother, so much the sweetness and beauty, feminine qualities? Betty, I'm asking God for a miracle, and I'm asking that everybody watching, listen, I'm going to give a drink of water. I'm going to identify with the mothers and the need, and I'm going to be the answer to that mother's prayer and her heart cry. And I'm going to make the greatest gift I can make. If you can give a well, do it. Part of a well, do it. $48, 10 people water the rest of their life. There's some point at which you can help. Get your mic card, write a check, make it to life. Go online or call the number. Make the gift of love and life God put on your heart. You have been blessed today. Now let's bless those 
who never thought anybody would notice. But God did through you. Every day, thousands of lives are lost to waterborne disease, and nearly half of those are children under the age of five. Through Mission Water for Life, you can give mothers hope and children a future as we provide clean, life-giving water for thousands of children and their families before it's too late. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish 350 water wells this year. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five children. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 and $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With a gift of any amount, we'll send you Daughter, written by James and Betty's granddaughter, Lainey Renee. This insightful book invites all girls and women to walk in the freedom of their God-given identity and embrace who they really are. With your gift of $100 or more, you may request the Great is the Lord decorative blanket, featuring the words of Psalm 145.3, this beautiful blanket is perfect for comfort in cold weather and a reminder of your help with Water for Life. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and request our new bronze sculpture, A Cup of Water, inspired by Jesus' words in Mark 9:41. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Why in the world would someone drink this water? Well, I can tell you why. It's because they have no other choice. When they drink this water, they put themselves at risk every single day. And the younger a child is, the greater risk there is in drinking this water. That's why it's so urgent that we come in here and we drill a water well. We've done it in many villages across the world, but there are many more that are still getting their water from sources just like this. Will you help us give them clean drinking water? If you will go online or go to the phone right now, you can be a part of Mission Water for Life. And when you do, know that you are giving them the choice between this deadly water and life-giving fresh clean drinking water. It's urgent. Do it today. You're going to put the arms of Jesus around a lot of precious children and families. Thank you for helping us share God's love so clearly, so effectively. We'll send you some gifts that'll bless you, but you're giving the greatest gift. You're giving life. Thank you.
in a world where hard choices define our future. James Robison and Jay Richards present Fight the Good Fight, how an alliance of faith and reason can win the culture war. Our constitution trampled, heroes demonized, and the very essence of man and woman under attack. But in this chaos, a spiritual battle unfolds. Fight the Good Fight reveals the stakes, the preparation needed, and the unwavering truth that God is not finished with our nation. It's time to return to unshakable biblical principles and fight the good fight. I had a friend ask me a couple years ago, what's the hardest thing for you right now? And I said, it's a choice I make every day to wake up and choose to live. Tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.